Hello and welcome. I'm your hostess, Tanai, and I'm an intuitive coach. I help people feel fully self-expressed in their lives and relationships by learning to accept and love every part of themselves. For the past 10 years, I've worked with all kinds of sex and relationship experts to heal my own commitment phobia, to find out that there's actually no such thing. I'm ready to share everything that I've learned. So this podcast is my opportunity to debunk commitment phobia. So drop all your preconceived notions and tune in to hear what I've learned along my journey about what it takes for people to really create authentic and intimate connections. This is Commitment Phobe. There we go. What's up? I don't know what was happening, but I'm glad we worked it out quickly. Yes, indeed. How's it going? It's going well. I love it. I love it. I'm, it's amazing. Every time I love this time of year because it's so refreshing and cool and I'm over the humidity. So I love it. Me too. And the sky is mm-hmm. magical at the sunset hour. Oh, 100%. Pink and purple. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. I love it. I love this time of year. It also reminds me how much I miss the fall because, you know, South, South Florida doesn't get that that many seasons. So mm-hmm. I, I the fall is still my favorite season, hands down. Mm-hmm. And we don't, I don't get to see it as much. So where are you from? Right? It's nice. Uh, I was born in New Mexico and I grew up in Colorado. So I got to see all the seasons in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So very nice. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's I'm an honor. I'm so excited about um, the topic that we're going to talk about today. And, um, you know, you're one of my favorite guys um, ever since I went to hear you talk about feminine and masculine. It like blew my mind. And I've just been going, you know, in that path and learning all about it. Um, so this is very exciting. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate can that. Tell, can you tell my followers that don't know you who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I'm Kevin Walton. Uh, I have a practice I developed that I call creatorhood that I teach and speak and guide and facilitate and, and, um, and heal and restore others through. And it's, I myself kind of call myself a transformation specialist, spiritual guide, activational speaker, also an actor and a writer and musician and a bunch of other stuff. But when it comes to the insights that I teach and talk about with masculine and feminine energy, emotional intelligence, the structure of existence, reality creation, all of that stems from this practice that I developed uh, that I call creatorhood. And it's been something I've been building up over the past 10 years, over 20 years of my own personal journey on it and then molding it into a practice. And I developed a group called the Light Beings, which now I've organized as a ministry and for us to have our own spiritual practice and organization to support this as a, as a foundation and pathway of life. And so I'd like to just offer these insights for people that really tap into more of themselves. And my, my thing is to witness everyone really be their fullest authentic expression and to witness what we could create collectively as a community, as a nation, as a globe, with everyone operating in that capacity. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, I guess, a very, very short synopsis of, like, of these. Yeah, yeah, hearing you say that, you know, it's something that you see on a global scale as a whole for us to all tap into. It's like, I really feel that. Um, I recently also became a coach and I'm working with people on accepting all parts of themselves. You know, it's like these personalities that we create within ourselves and mm-hmm. it's, not about, it's not about how to change one or how to, stop one from being there but about loving it and seeing how is this working for me yes 
how yes. is selfishness actually just a form of me caring about myself and protecting myself as opposed to this like evil part about myself, right? Exactly. Yeah. Thinking that it's something against us when really it's just an aspect of our own creative potential that all we got to do is integrate it, accept it, honor it, love it. And that mm-hmm. opens us up to tap into more of the truth of us beyond all forms of limitation. And so, yeah, such a huge yeah. shift in perspective and, and paradigm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today I wanted to talk about something that has been showing up in my life. So I figured making it personal. Um, it. So it's been two instances where I felt like a guy isn't pursuing me and I want him to pursue me. But then at the same time, I'm like, wait, is this my ego wanting a man to pursue me so that I feel pursued? Um, and so I figured, you know, you would have so much to say about this because you always talk about the, the masculine having that intention and being the one to like put out the intention and the feminine receiving that. So I wanted mm-hmm. to hear, you know, your thoughts about that and we can start there and see where it takes us. I love it. Okay. Let's start there. So first things first, so that we're laying the ground, the ground works in the foundation. So when we initially talk about masculine and feminine energy, right, we're talking about just that, the energy. And each one is a principle of energy itself. And so everyone has masculine and feminine within them, right? It's a part of all existence. It's literally how all energy operates. And when you understand the qualities of each, you start to see the interplay of all forms of relationship and interactivity and communication in in all of life. So when it comes to the idea of dating or pursuing a person or being pursued, there's a couple of different instances in it, right? So Yes, the feminine energy is that captivating, receptive, surrendering, creative, right, nurturing force. And the masculine is the assertive, uh, movement, deliberate uh, expression of creativity force and the pursuit. Now, when you're navigating people, right, everyone has both within them. And one of them will be more like familiar to them, one that they lean on more often than not. And even though you're you're going to dance between both and you want to dance between both because it's literally, that would be you living most authentically. Whenever you're in a situation with someone and you'd like to be pursued, it very well can be an ego thing, right? That it's true. We'd have to look at that perspective for sure, right? Is it like, it's just me wanting attention and I don't like not getting attention because I don't like the idea of being alone and by myself, right? (laughs) So you have to check in with that before anything else. And then once you're clear, then we get into the feminine energy aspect and the masculine energy aspect. You have to look at a couple of different things. Like when you're exploring the nature of dating or dynamics, when you're first experiencing the, this person, right? Is it who first reached out to you? Was it like, did you reach out to him and, and, and connect with him first? Or did he reach out to you and connect with you first? Okay. So they both reached out first. Okay. <laughs> okay, dope. Okay, cool. So now we got that clear. So then it becomes this journey and this interplay. So if all parties are con- are consciously interested or unconsciously, they just feel the draw, right? Either way, if the polarity of attraction is there, dope, then it's going to become a different kind of journey where you're you both would have to look at the nature of the polarity because you're both going to switch back and forth between masculine and feminine and remember that attraction is always specific to the poles so masculine attracting and feminine whether that's intellect emotionally physically 
sexually, whatever the attraction is, it's because the, the poles are, are aligned accordingly. Right. So when you're navigating the spaces for you in those spaces where you're feeling your feminine, right. And that feminine energy is fluid and it's enticing and it's suggestive and it's, and it's, it's whimsical fluid essence, the masculine's natural occurrence to go, Oh, 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 okay. Hello. Hello. Let me, uh, can I, can I support you with something? Can I help you with something? Can I pursue you? Right. There's that, there's the energy unless they're in their own feminine in the moment for one reason or another, something they're navigating. And so you want to look at what's happening in the dynamic, because say if you're having moments where you're in your masculine because you're working on something, you're pursuing something of purpose, and that's the energy you're focusing on right now, you'll be more in your masculine, which would mean if that, if the man doesn't know how to shift into his masculine to catch you there and, and like be so, his arena be stronger than yours in the deliberateness of the moment to, to have you, to show up in such presence that you'll naturally go, oh, well, if I'm glad you're here and, and easing your feminine, then there's going to be a little bit of adjustment and journey to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so is it a dance where you're kind of taking turns and like one will feel natural in the moment and another in another moment? Um, yep. Or is it like, this is my natural way of being like, I like to be pursued and I'll only ever like to be pursued and I won't like to pursue. Or is it that it's safe for someone who usually is pursued to like play with? Yeah. So it's both. You're, you're going to have one that you naturally feel more gravity toward. And, and that can change though. Like you can go in depending on different cycles of your life and depending on what areas of your life, you'll find yourself naturally step into certain spaces of the energy to be in it. Um, so there's that part. And at the same time, you're constantly going to be playing the dance going back and forth all the time in every relation, in every dynamic, right? Cause it's literally the yeah. constant interchange of energy. It's this relationship is always together, always functioning. Mm-hmm. So then what you'd be looking at is knowing which one you feel most aligned with. And the one, if you find that it's not as effortless to go between both, that would mean you'd have to start focusing on tapping into the other one more deliberately, more often. So that's like, you know, and, and one thing that's really big on this is understanding sexual energy, right? Because sexual energy is simply life force energy. It's creative life force energy. It's the energy that we operate with, which is what masculine and feminine energy is. It's the, the, the interplay of sexuality. And so the play that, that energy that they have is what generates energy. That's what, why energy is pulsating, doing its stuff. It's because of the masculine and feminine, the command, surrender principle inside of it. So in us, if we allow ourselves to, to step into both knowing how to be in command and assertive and deliberate and, and hold that space, and at the same time, know how to get sensual and move and be in our body and flow, right? Like you're online with both. And when you're that tapped in with your own sexual energy, you're way more embodied and you're at the effortlessness of you switching between both is just as effortless. And it makes for more after, after you play with those moments, you'll ease into whichever one feels most aligned. And, and so it's always going to be both and you want to know how to do the dance. But when you are in a mode where you want to feel the pursuit, right? Part of the journey, if you do this, you're going to find out really quickly on the type of man he's being in the moment, which is if you, if you know how to effortlessly get into your feminine and you're in that sensual mode and you're like, 
the softness of the skin and your hips sway and you're walking and moves and all those vibes and you're and that's the energy that emits and you and you've eased into that he'll pick if he's in his masculine he will pick that up mm-hmm. it's like it's the same way it happens in nature when it's like when it's the season and 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 uh and animals feel that instinct of like it's time for mating and they're like what's that but so you see their whole demeanor change yeah. same thing can happen with us in in romantic relationships except instead of it having to be seasonal it, if we're present enough with ourselves it can be a regular thing every day and that's that's also where all the the, the magic really happens in the strength of relationships because even communication will flow effortlessly from there yeah. so you want to know the difference between whether you're being the one that's pursuing or the captivating force to be pursued it's always contingent on how embodied in that essence you are in that moment because i'm telling you it is it is standard like someone in their masculine energy when feminine energy comes through with all this, it's just like it's a natural right like uh, what's that it's yeah it's intoxicating so, so yeah what i'm hearing you say is is that we almost just have to worry about ourselves and what and what we want to lean towards right so like i have to take yeah. care of myself and my feminine as opposed to like how do I make sure he's in his masculine? Exactly. How do I, is he in his masculine or not? If he's not, then it's a problem. <laughs> exactly. So in creativehood, you know, we talk about it. it always starts with us first. We have to know how, what's going on inside of us. Because otherwise, we're just looking for someone else to do and give what we don't feel like we have. And that's that's how you develop codependency. That's how you develop right, like all kinds of other misaligned perpetual behavior patterns. So you have to know what it means to effortlessly flow in that energy in on your own. And you'll have to know how you tapped in you are to both in your own self. If that is on, all it does is create more clarity in all your other relationship dynamics. Because that way, when you ease in your feminine, and if he isn't responding, then you're going to have to take a look at, okay, so maybe he isn't as comfortable in his masculine, and that's something either he can develop and step into, or he doesn't feel as inclined to be in his masculine, of which case, then you look like maybe this isn't a partner for me. You know, and that's, and these are, but without the clarity of your own self, you won't know that intrinsically. Because then, and like, like, you know, we talk about it too in relationships, like half the relationships that break up, all it, all it takes is one or two tweaks for them to like shift and it could be a really dope relationship, but people yeah, don't know that. So they just break up and they're like, it's a fucking mess. You yeah, know, what are some of those tweaks? What are some of those like typical tweaks, tweaks that you notice? Uh, so what, first and foremost, above all else is the clarity of self. Not enough people are, are, are owning their sovereignty. They don't own their sovereignty enough as an individual and they don't realize it. Like they, they're constantly looking for, and, and it's, and, you know, a lot of it's just old paradigm of teaching and thought that's completely erroneous, but we've been doing it for so long. Like for instance, when, you know, it's still, it's still common practice where people say, you got to tell your partner what you need, what you need, what you need. And it's like, so basically what you're saying is tell your partner to give you what you're not giving yourself because it's their responsibility to give it you don't have, which is completely untrue. Right. That's right. like, we and know that. Even, even so like, if you tell your partner you want attention, you're not exactly saying what kind of attention or how you like attention. So then you're exactly. going to set an example because you're not being clear about being how being that looks like to you. Right. Like as if they're going to read your mind and if that isn't already happening, they're not going to do it like randomly, you know? So it's like sometimes it takes nurturing and our, and, and our feminine essence being on in an aligned way to also bring that up. Because also with, with masculine-led beings, whether that's a man, woman, transgender, anyone masculine-led, when you're when you're feeling that more often and that's what moves you, a little encouragement goes a long way because the, the essence, sacred essence of masculine is purpose and freedom, right? The sacred essence of feminine is is devotion and fullness. So when you're playing with that, you have to look at yourself in the relationship of that first. Because when people tell me I I want to I want them to know I want them to know what I need, 
my first question every single time is, why do you feel like you need it? Mm. And every time we ask that question, it, it reveals where they're not taking time to do it for themselves. Every, not just like 85% of the time, it's like 100% of the time when people, when I ask them, why do you feel like they need it? It's always because it feels like it's missing. And then we uncover behavior patterns and they do not give it to themselves. Right. So right? like to, for an example, like I actually went through that with myself and I'm like, why do I need to be pursued? And, yeah. and then I saw in my life where I wasn't taking time to commit to myself. Like I was doing like, yep. say, my journaling, but like texting in between or like I wasn't really mm-hmm. like signing off and, and like spending time to myself. You know, like it's like I wanted yep. these these men to like give me that attention that I wasn't really fully giving myself. Exactly. Like you have to be comfortable with yourself. You have to be in tune to yourself. That's that's literally priority number one, because that goes back to what I always talk about in terms of standards, right? Like people always talk about setting boundaries, but the whole thing is setting boundaries also births out of misalignment. And what that means is you were playing out limitation, finally became aware of the limitation, and then you set a boundary to, to break the pattern of the limitation. What, what has to happen next in order for you to live forward is that you must start establishing the standard of what you want now. If you establish the standard, now you're living it and people just have to meet you there. If you're not living the standard, then people are doing whatever the fuck they're going to do. And then you realize you don't like it. And then you have to do, okay, enough of this shit. But that enough of this shit has to move into here's what we do now. If you don't have the answer or the vision or what it looks like to go, here's what we do now, you're not living the standards you want, and then you're blaming them for it. So that that narrative of like like the narrative of I have to express to my partner what I need, that's not the space. The space is I must start making sure I am taking care of myself within my own sovereignty so that I can live the example I'm asking my partner to meet me at. That's the game we're in. That's the standard where we want to live in. That's that's the evolution of humanity and relationships. And that's and that's what we have not been doing in the majority of for our, our lives. You know what I mean? And that that's how you bring it. So even with the masculine and feminine, though that that is it's a very true thing where the masculine is pursued, feminine is a captivating force. If you're in tune to your own ability of that, you hold a different kind of space and presence for them to do the same if they're not already doing it. And that's what you want. Because if you can look at yourself in the mirror, if you can dance and be with yourself and be naked, like I'm sexy as fuck and I'm powerful and I'm this and that and I own it. You owning it demands that be recognized in the space without you having to say shit, right? It's like, it's there because you own it. And then, and everyone feels that. And if you own it, it's going to demand your partner does too. And if you're with someone that doesn't know how to own it, there's two things to consider. It's either... They they want to, but there's they have their own misalignments to work through, of which case you can support them with if that's what you want to do. Or they they don't or it doesn't resonate or they're just in a different orientation. And then you that you also get that information with clarity. And then you go, okay, cool. So what I'm realizing now is in relationships, I would like to have it where it's this dynamic. So if this isn't that, I can honor us where we're at. It doesn't say anything about either of us. It just means you, you know, and that's and that's how it plays out. Because remember, reality creation is always a honest as fuck, be very specific. So if you're not in tune with yourself, it will show up in your reflection. Yeah, exactly. What Ari's saying right now, you'll, you'll attract the misalignment. It's, mm-hmm. it's you. And, and just to even fine tune that, Ari, it's you create from the misalignment and then witness it in reflection. Because the law of attraction isn't that we bring things to this version of us. It's we are creating from that version of us, witnessing what can get our attention to realize where we are. Right, because everything so if, is a mirror, so we're just going to see what we're ex- You're just going to see where you're at. So when you go, 
I feel like they're not pursuing me. Then you go, shit, where am I not getting more in tune with myself? Fuck. Cause I'm telling you, it's standard. It's like, it's not even a go. It's, it's so, the structure of existence is so simple and so specific. The difference is we have, as a collectively, have not been operating at that capacity. And that's what we're all stepping into now as, as humans. We're evolving in that space of, oh shit, there's actually a different way to play this game and we can do it. And it's, and it's dope. And that's, that's the difference. But the, the key to that, and, and to go back to your initial question, it starts with you being aware of yourself and being in tune with yourself because all relationships stem from that. After that, once you're clear on your sovereignty, then it, then it comes down to practicing being more authentic more authentic of of who, who you're asking yourself to be what you stand for more authentic in being able to express what you'd like to experience and explore um being able to have authentic vulnerable intimate conversations being able to, to to be more playful because the playful aspect of us also is our feminine energy and the responsible aspect of us also our masculine energy and so you want all of that too you know what i mean and so and so what, the thing with doing shadow work, and I just saw someone post that, when you do shadow work, right, as we talk about, it's about knowing how to identify where the misalignments are, where you aren't fully accepting of yourself. And those feelings, because the shadows are feelings, they're not these demons, they're not these enemies, they're not this stuff against us. It's, it's feelings we haven't acknowledged and honored because when we felt them, we didn't know what to do with the information based on the awareness we we show that love, we become more integrated. You become more integrated. Now you're tapped more into embodiment, more embodiment brings out all that glorious mastery, like greater standard that you're after in the relationships you want to experience. Right. But we have to be willing to able, do that inner work. Right. Then you're able to see something that isn't aligned with you and just say, oh, this is not to my standard. So like, yeah, because it's like so often we go into a place of scarcity where it's like, exactly. Where it's like my standard isn't out there. So I have to actually like meet with what is now and like, exactly. Yep, exactly. And that's that settling shit because when really, and we say that as an avoidance, because we're like, well, I don't want to have to address my shit. Like, it's just, it's all this stuff. So you know what? I guess I just got to deal with this. And it's like, no, you don't. I don't know who told you that. And I don't know why you believed it. You don't have to just deal with shit. You literally can set a standard and you can change it. Accept yourself fully and then step into more of you. You don't have to just deal with shit. And that's, it's so important. And also on that note too, going back to, you know, we talk about often with safety and significance, right? Knowing that safety and significance starts within us. And then it becomes something we open up to being supported with in our relationship dynamics. So like, just like our partners aren't responsible for how we feel, they're, they're responsible for their, um, their responsibility to the quality of the relationship, the support of the relationship. Cause otherwise you could just be on your own, right? But if we're choosing to be in a relationship, yeah, and you're choosing to be in a relationship with someone, you, that means you're, you're choosing to consider someone else in your life you're still not responsible for how they feel on their own. They still have, everyone has to own that. So then you being more embodied than you contribute to the enrichment of the container and the support of them feeling greater and honored. And so, because if someone doesn't feel safe in themselves, you can show up in the greatest space holding presence and they're still going to be like, I don't believe you. And they're like, cool, I'll just be here until you do. And either they're, they're finally going to catch that and go, oh shit. I do have some stuff to address or they'll go, nope. And they'll leave either way. You'll get the reality you want because you're, you want to experience life where you can continue to hold greater containers, continue to have conversations, work through stuff and to be with partners who want to do the same. And everyone will get there at some point. Like even if people don't want to stick around it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a judgment of them. It just means that you're getting clear on your standards and you want people to meet you there. And there are people who will. 
Like you don't have to just settle. Like they, there are people who are like, I would love to connect and meet with someone in this capacity. And you'll be like, well, I would like to meet in that capacity. They're like, cool, we're rocking. And that's you opening up the abundance in your reality creation. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it's huge. Yeah, it's beautiful. And you just touched upon that clarity in relationships, which involves communicating to someone what it is that you're looking for, right? Yep, exactly. And and it's that, what you're looking to experience, what your standard is for a relationship, not what you need. Mm. I'd say like the moment someone says what they need, they are speaking from a place where they feel like they don't have it and they want someone to give it to them. And that's not how that shit works. It's wow. not how that so, shit works. So where does, yeah, where does the standard come from that isn't something that's a lack? So it, it all misalignments start from, from a lack of awareness, period. That's where it all starts. So every time we, we weren't in a certain space of awareness, we start reaching for things that make sense to reinforce ourselves, right? So if I'm navigating where I have the moment where I feel insignificant and I have no awareness on how to process my feelings and, and, uh, and emotions, the natural inclination is to find a way to avoid it because I, I want to feel something different. And it's, it's literally that, that is the perpetuated over centuries that leads to all forms of disorder. Like all wars are like the side effect of that compounded. All conflict in the world is that side effect compounded. So the lack of awareness is the birth of all misalignment. The perpetuation of misalignment is avoidance and neglect. Every time we avoid addressing a feeling, avoid honoring how we feel, or every time we neglect it, and every time we, we neglect our reality creation showing us where we're misaligned, it just builds and it gets louder. And then we start feeling those feelings inside, but we don't know how to navigate them. So we start making it about the story, right? It's like, well, this person didn't do this or this person didn't do that because it's the primary rule of emotional intelligence. If I don't know how to identify and process what I feel, I have to blame something for how I feel because the energy has got to be directed somewhere. You're always creating. So we do that and we don't realize how we perpetuate the narrative because it's not about what we think and what we say. What we think and what we say are side effects of identity and they have no power on their own. Words have no power on their own. Thoughts have no power. So, you know, when people say, you have your thoughts because they're powerful and they manifest. No, untrue. Your thoughts have no power whatsoever, right? The power is you and you generate that power toward a thought and then that thought becomes a manifestation. But if you're chilling and you think like crazy random thoughts and you go, huh, that's funny. And then you just go on about your business nothing right like yeah, we have a judgment I, about that shit yeah especially when it comes to like knowing that we are the creators of our reality i think including myself um there will be times where i'll even like accidentally make myself a victim for that like oh man why am i creating this i created this you know? exactly and, and that's the other that's the other misconception people go why am i creating this and you go cool so you're still judging it right because it's, it's like yes. and, and then you so then you want to make peace with the judge judgmental version of you because you know, we, we say the question to ask always in creatorhood is because remember, every experience is a sacred opportunity. Every manifestation is a sacred opportunity. So we, the question we always ask is, what is this offering me now? What is this offering me now? Because every experience is offering very specific insight in relation to where you are and where you want to be. And if you actually stay present with the experience, you'll receive all of that wisdom. And so it's never about a, why did I create this? Because you won't judge the experience. You'll go, okay, so I made these choices, manifested this. What does this show me? 
oh, here's where I can make an adjustment in this choice. Here's where I can honor these feelings. And here's where I can set a standard here. Thank you, experience. Fucking love it. Thank you, reflection. I love yes. it. Thank you. Thank you. Every, and you get to use that. But when we go, oh, this, why? It's like you're in that space of feeling and you're not addressing it. And then you're going to keep creating from that space until it gets too loud to ignore. And then you got to address some shit, which is usually why people have some of their biggest awakenings when they like hit rock, like what they consider rock bottom, mm -hmm. because that's the moment they finally just surrendered. If they would have surrendered, yeah. you know, when it was a whisper, it would have had to be like that. So because that's also. I, that, I've been, I was like praying for rock bottom. I'm like, <laughs> When I got my rock bottom, I was literally like, fuck yes. Like, I finally got it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, things were uncomfortable enough for me to let go of my mechanisms. That's just the truth of it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it, it's, that literally is the key. It's always a surrender, but there's no way to surrender unless you're in command, and that's the dance. But sometimes it takes us going to that brink in order for us to get there. And that also is an awareness thing. And it's okay. And that's the, the beauty of it is too, is everyone's on the journey of whatever takes them there based on your choices and whatever it's going to be for you is going to be for you. But when it hits, you're going to know. And then, then it becomes, you realize the truth about life is that life isn't about fairness. It isn't about justice. It isn't about how things are supposed to be. It's about awareness and choice with this awareness. What will I choose now with this awareness? What will I choose now? My intuition is speaking to me and with my awareness of my intuition, what will I do with that information? I see this experience with my awareness. What will I do now? And that's all physical reality is about this game of limitation, this universe, awareness and choice. We see these misalignments in life, conflict in the world, wars, right? All these other narratives with that information. What do we do now? Right. And that's, that's going to be the game always. And so like people don't really think about it in their relationships because they think, okay, I'm dating this person so that I find the one, so that I find the one. And it's, right. and it's also like every person needs to be the one, you know, as opposed to like every person is just an experience that is like showing you more and more of yourself so that you could be the one for yourself. Exactly. And you, and you discover more of yourself through it to be able to contribute more, right. To every relationship in life. It's like, that's the key. You're absolutely, you're spot on with that. It's when it comes to relationship dynamics, all relationships are a reflection of the relationship with yourself. You feel disrespected in your relationship, guaranteed you have been disrespecting yourself in several areas. And make no mistake, there is nothing more self-disrespecting than not being honest and acknowledging and honoring how you actually feel in situations. You know what I mean? Suppressing that stuff is, is the first of like, nope, how I feel doesn't matter, disregarded, and then you see it in your reality. You know what I mean? It's like that, that's a huge thing. So people are like, I want to find the one. And it's like, live your life authentically and let the things unfold. Like the person that you're going to rock with, you'll know. It doesn't have to be a search. And, 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 and you'll, it's something that will, is always ongoing. Like people that have been together for a long time are thriving, know a really fundamental truth that is they stay together because they choose to. They're not, obligated to anyone no one's obligated to each other no matter what narrative you want to put upon it no one's no one's in prison to each other no matter what narrative people want to put on it you make the choice to be together to explore together to build and if something about the pathway changes then you make different choices but if you still if you grow together you're still in that space you, you're willing to explore together you're willing to tap in you're willing to own yourselves enough then it will keep growing and evolving and that's that's such an important dynamic it's like all the all distorted concepts of love and romance, you know, they're all going to slowly keep fading because we're all realizing the truth of how this shit actually works. Wow. You know?
it, you basically just encapsulated like everything we need to know about relationships. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. And everything that we need to know about relationships because we're so attached to control. Yep. 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 You all want it to be a certain way. And yeah. that means we're missing the fruit of how it actually can be. And, and it's that space. You want that space of wonderment. You want that space of command and surrender. You want that space of creative potential. You want that space of standard. And you want that space of like, of sovereign acknowledgement because every relationship that thrives the most, both people or who, however many people are involved in it are aware of themselves in it. So they know that I am a whole person. You are a whole person and we are choosing to explore together and now and, and and see where that takes us on this journey and it's not i i can't live without you and so i can't live without you as cool as those is for 90 r&b and awesome songs and it's really cute narratives it is not the standard of a healthy relationship it's not and and so we have to know that the game is synergy and that's I can own myself and take care of me to better contribute to this and the world. I am asking you to do the same. And that's where we meet each other. And now we're dancing in gloriousness because that also is the truth about love, which is, I think I just, Marilyn Post is just a mess of this now. Love, right? Is never, it's never specialized, meaning that it's never reserved for one person. Love is love. This shit is maximal, right? It's absolute. You're you're either being love. Like, yes, exactly. It's just a state of being. It's not love to, love for. It's just love. It's just love. And and then you're going to express love in the various ways you've defined your relationships. So the same love you have for friends, the same love you have for romance, the same love you have for your family is all a part of the same state of love. The difference is the way you define the relationship is the degree in which you express love in that container. So romantically, you're going to go greater depths with the love than you would with your friendships, even though the depth for both is can still go vast, vast. It's just you, the discernment of where I place the definitions of people in my life means I'll experience love accordingly. But there's not a separate love. It's like, this love is only for me and no one else. It's like, that's not, literally not how love works, which literally rewrites everyone's narrative about love. Because remember that love is the acceptance of everything, which means it honors where you are, demands you be more. That means it's never going to say shit like, well, if you love me, you would, or you guilt trip people into doing shit because you don't want to feel your insecurities, or I don't like the way I feel when you talk to that person. It's like, cool, well, let's first address your feelings, and then we'll talk about how I was talking to that person. You know, I'm like, that's the type of shit that love does. It won't go, okay, let me limit my life experience to cater to your limitations so we both can be frustrated with our lives. That's not what love does. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's so important. So important. Yeah. Yeah, and like, so yeah, I love, I love that you just took that. And also, I think like so in, in dating specifically, people think like the experience is a failure if they if the if the date didn't turn turn into something, and it's just yeah. like blinding them to everything that enriched them that that experience enriched them. Either they learned something, it showed them something, it redirected them. They could like you know, there's there's so much in that experience, and we limit it to wow. That failed because that's not yep. going forward, or I was, or I was rejected, or you know. Yeah, yeah. That was that was literally one of the conversations that came up in in my back to back group Q and A calls today, uh, from everyone in my courses. We talked about that how there's that concept of failure or judgment of like I don't want to make a right or wrong choice, and it's and it's like 
you never make a right or wrong choice. You make choices and then they reveal information. So you don't like you don't ever fail in anything. The only reason people think they fail is because they have a, an idea of how they think things are ought to go. And when the result is different, they make it a failure. Not oh well, this is useful information for me to make adjustments with. So if you go on dates and you're like, huh, this didn't pan out the way it did. Let me look at all the useful information this has offered me to continue to explore what it is I actually want to do. So exactly like we're so we're so busy judging the experience to and and therefore we miss all the wisdom it's offering to where we would actually realize we never fail at anything. Mm. You're always in the game. There's no expiration date. That shit ain't over. It's just it's just the opportunity and, and the information you're looking for. That's the other thing. When people go, I don't know why I keep going through this or picking this person or doing this. It's like, it's literally staring at you in the face if you actually stop judging that shit and listen to what it's telling you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So important. Yeah. Yeah. And dating like, like you said, in the relationship. We're always defining the game. Like the game yes. could be whatever you want it to be. So the game could be like the vulnerability game. And if you made yes. it out of that day alive, then guess what? Like, <laughs> how, how grateful can you be that you that you were able to expand yourself and, and do something unsafe and, and still be exactly. alive? Exactly. Exactly. It's not actually as dangerous as you thought it was because you're still alive. You're still okay. You were able to expand mm-hmm. yourself and be uncomfortable. And and take take that information, like you said, and and grow as a person. You know, keep keep expanding yourself. Keep, yeah, exactly. And and you know, there's a difference between um, you know, I'm super specific on words and <laughs> definitions because you're actually right. We're always defining it, and so we yeah. want that precision, precision, which is feminine precision, uh, and then the deliberateness masculine. So it's exactly that because vulnerability. The way I define it in creatorhood is that vulnerability means you're living open heartedly. Right, which is not the same as perilousness. Perilous is where you feel like you're at, you're exposed to the dangers of circumstance or the environment. It's like I am, I'm at the whim, right? Like perilousness. And that's where people think like I'm exposed. People may get me. When you're actually in vulnerability and truth with your open heart, it's the strongest place you'll ever be. Inside of your vulnerability is where you have access to all creative potential, all embodiment, the harmony of masculine and feminine energy. It's the way that you connect with everyone fully. And so, when when we're we actually live vulnerable, like I'm gonna live open hearted today. I'm gonna honor how I feel. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in that space no matter who shows up or what happens. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna navigate how to process my feelings around it. Now you are living in the strength of your existence and power connected and whole. It's a different game. Whereas when other things happen, we go, oof, I don't want to feel this. Let me shut down. You are now weakening, atrophying your muscles. Right? It's like you don't you don't want to develop a thick skin. You want to access the strength in heart. You know what I mean? To withhold it. Yeah. So that, exactly. So so if someone says to you, like, I don't want to go on a date with you again and you feel sad, you're like, hmm, okay, let me feel into the sadness. Let me hold it as opposed to let me reject myself and my feelings and make Mm -hmm. myself wrong for everything that's coming up. You know, how can you like be with whatever comes up, get curious about it and just. Exactly. Exactly. And someone just mentioned, let's see, I want to, I'm going to clear this up for someone real quick. They said, uh, I'd say all traits are mixed because we all have different amounts of both. So just so everyone knows, yes, and, and Cody, I saw you, yes, precision is feminine because if precision is detailed, the analytical, that's the part of the creative mind. Um, deliberateness is that like take action straight, clear with it movement that precision supports when you have that online. Now, remember that masculine traits and feminine traits are very specific to the energy. It just doesn't mean men and women, right? Now, men and women have masculine and feminine in them, but 
when when we speak to this aspect is a part of your feminine the traits like it isn't the same traits for feminine or the same for masculine the masculine are very specific in their own accord and the feminine the thing is they work together they're always in partnership they're, the traits work together they're not like separate or opposite or, or contradictory it's like it's it's when you're living in the harmony of both that means you're living in the dance of both your masculine and feminine and you're bringing both traits both wheels both like you know grips of the steering or whatever it is working together and so the traits themselves aren't mixed in both energies they're specific to the energy and then they operate together in us and then we operate together with them with everyone else that we interact with outside of us and that's also key in relationship dynamics because that shit can get murky really quickly when you aren't clear about your your own stuff you know what i mean yeah which happens a lot (laughs) when when people complain about something they're not receiving from their partner and they're not clear about what they want it, because they're afraid to push them away. So it's that idea, like, if I'm clear about what I want, then I'm going to be too needy and the person isn't going to be there anymore. Exactly, exactly. And and that's a huge difference. When you're, when you're only needy, when you're pleading for something outside of yourself because you don't feel like you have it because that's the energy you're operating from, right? It's like this, something is missing. But when, you, when you're speaking to what you want, it's super clear. I would like to experience more of this, period. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. And then people go, oh, thank you for bringing that to my awareness. Let's rock. Now, if you say that and you're clear and it's effortless and your partner goes, oh, why do you ask so much of me? That's their limitation. Because that also happens with mass and energy where when it's like, God, can we just arrive? Can it just be done? Why is it never enough? And it's like, well, because you don't ever stop living. The whole point is you keep expanding into more of you. So when people want to either gimme, gimme, gimme or go, ah, just be done with it. Both of those are misalignments. Right. It's I'd like to experience more of this. You know what? You're right. Let's explore more because because things have been getting a little bit more, you know, like this. And that's that means both people are on, they're tapped in and they're they're clear on that. And that's that's that abundant life, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I had someone ask me once if there was anything I would like to do to do more of or less of to increase sensation in our relationship. And I said no. And he said well I'm looking for a higher sensation relationship so I'm going to close this container and if we ever want to reopen it we can and I'm like wow that was such a refreshing way of of seeing if we're looking for the same thing you know yes I love it (laughs) right like it's exactly it could be yes and it can be that like that's we can create that that can be the world we live in on a regular basis that degree of clarity and, it, and it's it's so dope because it's the realization of, oh, just because things change doesn't speak to either one of us, meaning like you're wrong or I'm wrong or any of that. It goes, oh, here's where we're at. Here's the clarity of information. I, cool. And then we can flow onward. But however, the, now the key to all of this, though, <laughs> aside from presence, which is the first thing that's necessary for everybody, emotional maturity is the key. And our ability to feel and process our emotions supports us being clearer and maintaining that standard because when we do that you can have friends right that you've been dating and had sex with and then it can become a friendship and be a genuine bona fide friendship when you're emotionally mature you know what i mean like you can have uh, male friends and female friends and still be in a romantic relationship if both parties are are in integrity are clear in their their sovereignty and their standards and are emotionally mature to have conversations around it and not blame each other for it, right? Like those things are so important. So yeah. It could really be something about this is what you're desiring. This is what I'm desiring. It's not aligned. Exactly. And it can be that. It can be, it can be that effortless. 
Yeah. It can be that ever. Yeah, I had the conversation where I was like, hey, I just want to share with you that it triggered me that I asked you to like, to like work for it and, and you got, and you didn't feel like it and you, you know, it bothered you. Um, I'm looking for, for more of like, you know, I, I like, it turns me on to get that effort from, from the man, right? And, and, and get that attention. And he said, it's just not what he's available for. So then I was like, okay. And that's it. Clear, clear information. Cool. So it's been real. I love you. I honor you. Or I mean, I love it. I honor you. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I honor you. You honor me. I like, it's so clear that what, what, you know, it's just not a good fit right now and what we're available to offer. Yeah. And that's such a good question. What are you available for right now? Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you said yes. Yes. That's, that's the beautiful question. That is the question to be asked at the beginning stage of any relationship dynamic. So what do you feel like you're built for that? Are there other things you'd like to open up yourself to? You know, and it's like, if there's, if, if it's, you get clarity on all of that, you're like, oh, we have so much fruitful information to work with. Or we, we go, cool. So we're clear this won't, this won't work for us because this is what I'm rocking with. And that's you living the standard, right? And that's all it takes. And people can meet you there. And people go, oof, not for me right now. I honor that. And thank you for your honesty. You're awesome. Yeah. Right. You know, that was, <laughs> like, if that was oh my god i even told him like you sound like you need to get a dom because i was you know he just wanted <laughs> someone to like give it to him without asking. Yeah. i'm like you should get a dom like that's what it sounds like you, you need and he's like yeah and that's it. <laughs> we were able to like you know continue Ooh, looks like yeah. there's a question someone said yeah. person i'm seeing only met twice and she's recovering from abusive relationship and also is terrible at answering my text what do i do <laughs> terrible at asking, answering texts dope so there's a couple of things in this so first and foremost what what do you do be clear with yourself on this because this is important if someone's experienced the ideas of abuse in their lives it's going to take time for them to feel comfortable within themselves enough to explore to open up that means that if you're aware of that you'd have to check in with is this something i am i am comfortable and feel um, called to stay committed to, and I'm patient enough to work to work through it. If you feel like honestly, you would like to have a more fluidly reciprocated relationship in this moment of time, you'd have to be super honest about that, right? So, because the key is everyone can rock with anyone. So, if if your partner isn't being as responsive, say in text, you can check in with them, and you can the next time you see each other have a conversation around that, like. I know it's not reach out to you, you know, you know, you're not responding as much. Uh, I would love for us to have some fluid communication, but it obviously would have to be natural. Like you won't force somebody to do that. And then you're going to end up judging them more anyway, but you'd have to stop it before you even go there. You got to check in with yourself first and be clear on your own standard for this relationship. You must. And it's not in going back to this. It's not your own needs. Remember that. I don't know if you caught the earlier part, Melody. It's not your own needs. It's, it's your standard. Because if you feel like you need something, that means you don't feel like it's there. You want to know it's there for you before anyone else shows up, because then it's you living the standard. So you want to know in this dynamic, what is it I would like to experience? Am I being that for myself first, right? Where do I not communicate with myself on a regular basis? Where do I not listen to the communication of me? Address that first, then you'll be more in tune with your partner to know What's coming up for them? Because the other idea of that is if you feel anything other than peace with what anyone is doing, 
that's your stuff. That's your shadows coming up. That's your stuff to work with. If you're at peace with what they're doing, you just would like to experience more. Now you have clear insight on what to navigate. And I I also want to add that not being at peace with other people is just reflecting what you're not at peace at with yourself. Period. You can't hold space for someone. It's just showing you what you don't give yourself approval for or what you don't give yours or what you don't give yourself permission to or what you judge yourself for. So if someone is someone's being loud and you're like, oh, that person's being so loud. Maybe you don't allow yourself to hold space, to, to take up space. You know, maybe yes. you don't allow yourself to, to talk and talk and talk without thinking about what other people, you know, want. Do other people want you to keep talking or not? You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and being tapped in to know when to speak and when to listen, right? Like, it's like, it's like that thing too. Cause you're, you're absolutely spot on. As we know, it's all reflections. If you have a judgment, about anything anyone's doing, A, there's feelings you're creating the experience from B, it's showing you what you're not at peace with in yourself and you want all that information. And it's like, and this is what we always say in, in the practice is it's always internal cause, external effect. So before you even approach your partner with what you think is wrong, if you haven't sat your ass down with yourself and checked in with like, where am I not being that for me? And I want to, I want to make it about my partner, but I'm uncomfortable about it. Right. Those are the things that we have to check in first. Cause if we do that, then we can actually have a genuine, honest conversation with our partner. But if we're not doing that, we aren't having that genuine, honest conversation, you know, and that's, that's the key. We have to look at ourselves with what's being presented to us first so we can better actually approach the container. So for the, for the person that expressed that it's check in with yourself. Are you being as communicative and receptive of yourself first? Then secondly, what's the standard for you in this relationship dynamic? Meaning what are you, what A, would you like to see in the relationship? And are you living that first? That's always going to be the key. Because remember standards, standards, if we're living standards, it's more expansive. It's more empowering. It's growth based. Whenever you're settling, right? You're, you're living in a misalignment with your actual existence, which is always more expansive, which is again, why we don't speak to needs when you're living in conscious creatorhood. Because when you're living embodied, you don't ever have to speak to needs. You just speak to what it is, what it, what, what you want and what you're willing to explore together. And then everyone gets to meet you there and it becomes a conversation because you feel full in yourself knowing that you don't need this experience. It's here and you're choosing it to explore together. And that, that's so important. So whenever our partner's doing anything and we're like, what can I do about what they're doing? First place is, okay, what are you doing? And where are you at? And how do you feel first? And then you can navigate them. Cause you'll be more in tune and open, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like so well said. And, and every time, um, every time I fall into that space of, Ooh, I need this. I'm like, wow, thank you universe for this experience to show me where I'm not, where I'm pretending I'm not perfect and powerful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like all these experiences are just for us to remember. Oh yeah. I'm perfect. Just the way I am. Oh yeah. I don't really need anything. I have it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah, not even not even that it's perfect the way you are. It's like because the the truth of the perfection is that the whole structure of existence is perfect, right? The game is designed perfectly. Yeah. We are forever expanding into the more of us. Mm. Always. So it's like, right? So for us, it's here's where I currently am, and it's absolutely okay that I'm here. And there's more of me. Mm-hmm. To, to to tap into, which is not the same thing as just saying like you're just perfect where you are. It's like nah, 
this isn't the end of you, right? Like this is, this is you, you are, are accessing aspects and there's so much more. Keep going further, explore what else is in the inside of the perfection of you. What yeah. else is and in there to bring forth from that perfection? A space of excitement, a presence in this moment and excitement at the same time. Like yes. if I were excited about what the expansion that's to come, then I would be fully at peace with where I am right now. Yeah, because exactly. It's coming because I'm excited. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and that makes you so much more open to everything else. Cause now you're living with a greater capacity of energy and now you're open to everything. So when there's, when conflicts come, arise or different things come up, you're so much more willing to go, let's explore this together as a, as opposed to thinking it's, and this is why our relationship is fucked up. Right. right. It's like, Oh, here we are. Another opportunity to explore together. I'm so grateful for this. And then you get to check in with you is, is everything that I'm doing in regards to this in alignment, in integrity and of the standard. Or am I actually settling, disregarding myself and living more in, inauthentic in this dynamic? Right. You know, which is a very, very important question to ask. Are, am I really being my fullest authentic expression here or am I not? And if not, why, why am I not doing that? Is it, is it something that I'm doing because of my own judgments or do I feel like it isn't received in this container? Both of those are really important pieces of information. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to add there too is like, like, okay, the whole thing about giving yourself what you think other people need to give you is almost like preparing the house for some, for like that, you know, like if I'm, if I'm, um, building a house where love is already there, then I'm going to receive it and I'm going to allow it in and I'm going to see it. Otherwise, like, how could I see something I haven't experienced? So that's why it's like, you know, think about what, you know, you say you, you think you need from others and how you're not giving it to yourself so that you can create that home within you. Exactly. To be, able to, to be a home to, you know, to a home to love, a home to abundance, a home to affection, everything, it's, all the good stuff. Exactly. Right. Like it's like moving a couch and, and a TV stand and paintings on the wall. It's like, yes. by the way, you still don't have your floor yet and you still don't have a roof. Yes. Why are you bringing all this shit in right now? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, so true. So true. Yes. So good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, we're wrapping up. If anyone wants to sneak in a last question, you're welcome to. Um, was yeah this was such an awesome conversation it was i appreciate it thank you for having me on today yeah and it was beautiful <laughs> to watch the sunset behind you too yeah. <laughs> straight up yeah nice yeah nice. Mm -hmm. all right well i don't see any questions coming in so i will sign off thank you so much okay. um, such an honor thank you for I'm having me thank you for the questions the first of many because i had yes. so much fun <laughs> you too always an honor we did get one in what's your favorite food oh hands down you know honestly my favorite food eggs eggs i love eggs in all in every capacity in everything i'll put them on everything i love it eggs 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 eggs, eggs. that's my favorite food awesome and pumpkin pie is my favorite dessert just so you know just to stack that on pumpkin, pumpkin pie forever i love pumpkin pie it's the greatest yeah. thing on earth to me i like i like mcdonald's ice cream sundae Hey, so classic. Wow, you just took me back. You know, it's $2, like $2, I think. I just had a, a flooding rush of my childhood and all the time. I was like, mm. so, yeah, I love it. Nice. Yeah, and I don't even eat dairy. I'll just like, I have, I have my exceptions and that one's one of them. I love it. Nice. All awesome. Right. All right, have, have a beautiful a night. night. Talk to you soon. Thank Bye. you guys for tuning in. Love y'all. Yeah. Thank you, everyone.
Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Commitment Phobe. If this episode left an impact on you, please share with friends, family, loved ones, ex-lovers, the people in your life who you think would benefit from listening to these conversations. If you're curious about the kind of work that I do as an intuitive coach, head on over to my website, www.tanaimelgram.com, where you can learn more about what I do with my one-on-one coaching clients, group coaching programs, and you can set up a discovery call with me to see how I can be of support to you. You could also follow me on Instagram on my handle at Tanai Milgram. I'm always posting content about what I'm up to and new insights, new learnings that I'm getting along my journey. And please head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review if you like what you heard. So together we can start changing the conversation we're having about intimacy and commitments. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.